vives en Virginia. Si recibiste la vacuna contra COVID-19, sigues estando protegido. Este otoño estaremos poniendo dosis de refuerzo para ayudar a prolongar esa protección. No olvides que el Departamento de Salud de Virginia sigue siendo tu mejor fuente de información sobre el COVID-19. Para saber si puedes recibir la dosis de refuerzo y programar una cita, visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Este es un mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Welcome, everybody, to the Potaskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's going on, man? Oh, same old, CJ. How are you? I'm, I'm tired. You're tired? I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, for, for our listeners, yeah, I mean, I've had, a, I've had a long month. Yeah, you have. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I could actually say I've had a long year because 2019 is pretty fresh, but I've had a long year so far. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, I'm right there with I, you, brother. I really am. Yeah, <laughs> Steph and I, uh, we are nine-tenths done of the move. We moved out of my father's house and now moved into my mother's house. So a little bit of adjustment, but it's still like major work progress. And and I, I mean, my mother and my stepfather have been both very gracious to us and, and helpful. Um. But like it's an adjustment. We got, we sure. got Dino and Sugar and Steph and I and one, you know, it's a it's a decent sized bedroom. We have our own little bathroom. We have a toilet and a sink. We don't. It's basically the sort of the same layout as the garage. We just don't have a shower in here with us, so we have to take showers in the other bathroom that's in the hallway and everything. But is you know, the, they, um, the size comparable or is it smaller? Um, I would say it's it is bigger. For uh, based on the fact that it has a closet, that helps. We have a closet we can put all Close. our clothes in. We don't yeah. need what? It's a walk-in closet. And um, oh wow, I yeah, mean, that's yeah. Useful. So comparable size-wise, it's it's similar, but the difference is that when we got here, there was already furniture already in here, so we're like adjusting to. I mean, a lot of our stuff is going to be in storage. That's just the fact of the matter. Is there some stuff you guys could just get rid of and replace when you're ready to get your own place? Or um, we we've talked about that, but I think it makes more sense just to keep it in storage. But like, it's more about re like if we should introduce furniture in here, right? And then and and then like unpack stuff, and then we we may only stay six months. We may be able to renegotiate with them after six months, but we kind of want our own fucking place by six months. Sure, that so, makes sense. I mean, I got like three containers of, of DVDs and whatnot and games and shit and so like big, huge plastic tubs. And they're all just sort of stacked in the closet, like sort of near our clothes. So we're like, well, I'd like to go to, we'd like to go to Ikea and get a whole, you know, um, shelving thing, sure. an entertainment center. And then we're at the same time, like, should we even fucking buy it and put it in here and then organize all the DVDs when in six months we're just going to back it all up and move it all again. Like, 
So we're yeah. sort of count, we're we're just trying to adjust for the first. You know, we want to try and stay here for a week first and not kill each other. That's I think our first goal. That's a good goal. <laughs> and I a- and I, spe- I mean specifically me and my mother. Okay, I understand. I understand. Yeah. So, well, it's stressful, but at least. At least you're not dealing with certain things you were dealing with before, like leaks and things like that. So. Mold. Mold. Well, we are, but we're but we're saying goodbye to it. That we are still dealing with mold and leaks, but at least it's just the tail end of it. We're well, like, all right, well, that's ruined. Well, I guess that's now trash. Right. Well, so, I'm talking about like going forward, that. though. It's like that's not going to be an ongoing thing. So. Yeah, I mean, we're, it, it is mold and leaks are now a thing in the past, unless we stumble upon it if we get a house or an apartment then we have to deal with it again well and then i may very well just turn into a mold monster just because you know evil inhabits evil (laughs) right right it's like the fucking golgothan from dogma um that's right (laughs) nice segue Thank you. Speaking of that, I have no. <laughs> I have a um, connection that we missed when we did our Clerks episode last week. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least to me, it's a connection. Maybe maybe you won't view it the same way, but I have, and I know I kind of gave you like a cryptic heads up that I wanted to talk about this, but I didn't get into the details because if I'm right, I wanted to get your genuine reaction to this when we recorded it so is um, is it a connection in a roundabout way or is it like um no i think it's pretty direct i think it's all right, just let me hear it. i think it's subdued though do you know what i'm saying okay. so all right um, it's, it's a subtle connection it's subtle but it's someone that it's something that fan well okay so what it connects directly to i should set this up a little better is the one aired clerk's pilot terrible television show that you and Mike told me about that I actually have never seen. Yeah. It's connected to that. And um, in my opinion, at least, well, let me just play you the clip. So the clip I'm going to play you and for our audience is from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. And this is where the connection comes in. So I'm going to play you a clip from that movie, which is I know is a movie you know well of, of, of the entire View of universe. That's probably the one you know the best, I would think, right? That and Chasing Amy, I'd say toe-to-toe, I know the best. Okay, that's fair. So, I'm going to play this for you, and you may have thought of this and just never talked about it, but I'm going to play the clip, and this is, um, to set it up, it's pretty late in the movie, and this is when Jay and Silent Bob meet um, Biggs and Vanderbeek, playing them in in the Bloodman and Chronic movie. Okay. Bloodman and Chronic Strike Back? Yeah, you're, uh, you're doubling me. Obviously, I'm playing Blunt Man, aka Silent Bill, Bob, right? And uh, and 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 he's playing Chronic, aka Ray J. Fuck, Biggs, you can read the script. Okay, <laughs> I think because you told me that that Jay and Silent Bob were supposed to be in this show, they never do, or they're not Bob, but just Jay. But then when Kev got wind of it, he sent a letter or lawyers or whatever. And they changed the character's name to Ray. And I think that was Kev taking a direct shot at that TV pilot that went to crap. I think you're 100% accurate. I know, You know what? I didn't make that connection. I 
I I tip my hat to you, sir. I did make that connection. I think you did. You did some good sleuthing. Thank you. Thank you. It really kind of came up when I um. So we always record on Sunday. Our audience probably knows that. I think we've talked about it enough. And so yesterday was Saturday. I was feeling a little under the weather. Not sick, but just run down. You know what that's like, I'm sure. So I was just... I feel it. Yeah. So I was just laying on the couch, and um, we are preparing to do an Indiana Jones episode, whether it's tonight or soon. Yeah, so I started watching Indiana Jones movies yesterday when I wasn't feeling well, and then as I started to get tired in case I fell asleep. I put on Jay and Son of Bob Strike Back because that way if I fell asleep, I didn't miss anything. Um, ultimately, I decided I ended up not falling asleep, I mean, but I did end up watching the whole movie. And as I got to this part that we just played, it was like, wait a minute, Ray. He could have picked any name. I mean, I guess there's not that many that rhyme with Jay, but still, I'm sure he could have picked a couple different names that it could have been. To, you know, for Biggs to fuck up. And it turns out he goes with Ray, this name of this, you know, pilot where they tried to steal his character. Right. I mean, it is, I think he like, because I don't think Biggs is like known for fucking up characters or anything like that. No, no. So I think it was, it was, I mean, it kind of looked like, okay, there were just like these young New a new Hollywood like the the it boys of the nineties and late nineties right thousands yeah like they're like it's something Miramax would push and I think it was also a a huge like middle finger to like ABC sure I mean I don't what yeah. I don't know and I did not do the research on is how long after the pilot this was done like is it years is it a year is it months you know that I don't know. And I didn't do Did that you research. look up on IMDb to see if there was a connection for that? Um, what do you mean a connection? I mean, no, like a, but like I don't a, know what. Like a trip, like so, if someone else put that as trivia, like oh, you know, you mean Jason when they do Biggs? That kind of thing, yeah, yeah, Jason Biggs uh, calls the J character Ray, which was also the name that they used when they renamed J in the Clerks TV series. I am checking now. So I will get back to you in a second on that part, but I'm I'm just curious if you if you may have actually like unearthed something. something. Like, Ooh, check yeah. me out. Um, you sir are the Indiana Jones of the podcast right now. <laughs> um, here's a piece I didn't know it has nothing to do with that scene, but apparently Mark Hamill did the Scooby Doo voice. I told you that. Did you tell me that? You might have. I believe I, you. I told you that. I told you that when we talked about Jambo. It was on. It's on an episode. The, the listeners know that I told you this. <laughs> All right. Rob, maybe. Rob. <laughs> oh, while you're doing this, I got yeah. a I got a quick story for you. The other night, please. When I was at work. Please, please. There was <laughs> there was a customer who came in, and I told him he had a late fee. He had a late fee, and then he also wanted to buy uh, a. Uh, we have these these things at uh, the video store called blocks, and a block is a series of credits or rentals that you can buy in bulk to lessen the price. So you pay for them now, and you get a discount, and then there's no expiration date. So instead of that, a customer paying $6 for a film, 
you can get 10 rentals for 50. So it's, so you, so you save 10 bucks, but you have to pay for it all in one chunk or in, and the minimum is 10. So you, but you can go higher with 20 for a hundred and blah, 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 blah. Right. And so this guy wanted to, he had a late fee and he wanted to buy a block and it was, no, he, he wanted to buy a block and then uh, he changed his mind, but he had a, a late fee and he just said, I'll just pay for the rentals instead of buying the block. And it totaled up to $37. And I oh. said, uh, your, so your total is 37. And he went 37. <laughs> and I burst out laughing and I was like, dude, that's a good reference. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, no, you're just pissed off at 37. My bad. <laughs> Whoopsie. And, and I had to like explain. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You just sort of made a weird, perfect like movie reference to this movie Clerks that I'm a big fan of. And he's like, so what you're telling me is I made a reference to a movie Clerks to a clerk? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. You were sort of doing life imitating art, art, art imitating life, so to speak. But he did the like thirty-seven that you and I always joke around. Yeah, and yeah, say. yeah, yeah. But he did it in a really angry voice, like thirty-seven. Right, right, right. It was, it was like if Dante had actually been really fucking aggressive. Like my girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks. That's funny. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm paying attention, man. I'm just trying to do a quick scan. I'm trying because I'm trying not to read. There's a lot of these things on here, so I'm trying not to read every one of them because I'll be here all day. Yeah, I've, I've been. I, I, I fall in that rabbit hole. Like, I well, watch no, a movie, then I look up the trivia. That's yeah, what I, I always do. Yeah, I should, but I don't do that. No, there's nothing on here that I can see that says that that's a connection to that pilot. I think you may have, un- I think you may have coined something, dude. I think, or not coined something, I think you've unearthed, unearthed something. Well, I think, uh,. I think it's one of the questions we save for if we ever get the Q&A with Kev. If we ever get the interview with Kev. If we ever get him on this fucking show. <laughs> yeah, here I am. I actually asked a motherfucker a question, and I wasted it with, will you sign this copy of Yoga Hosers? Yeah, well, you didn't have your head or a life I, made at the time, so. I feel like problem. I wasted the Oracle question. Like, you only get one question, ask the Oracle, and you're just like, <laughs> I was like, can I ask, it was like, like you can, you may ask one question. Okay, so I can ask one question. Then they say yes, and they walk away. Like that's all you get. Technically, you asked your one question. I would, I would love to see if it's right. If I'm right, how impressed he would be that someone figured that out. If someone put that together, like if he would be, if he would be impressed by it, or annoyed by it, or just not give a shit. We should just tweet him. Yeah, I thought of that. I did think of that. Well. I did. I did kind of tweet him today because so a bunch of podcasts have started following us on Twitter. Um, yeah. And and so what they have been coming across is people asking for podcast recommendations. And so my mm-hmm. our time, my timeline, my my personal one and the show timeline has become riddled with people saying, "Do you have any podcast recommendations for like new shows to listen to?" And they're yeah. not from other podcasts. They're just people who want shows to listen to. So every time I see that, as much as I can, I tweet our name, and then I've been trying to include a link to the show. Mm-hmm. So on this one today, the person asked, he said, I've never listened to podcasts. Like, all the other ones have been like, I listen to shows, but I need a new one. This guy was like, I've never listened to podcasts. I need shows. 
So mm-hmm. I did the usual, but I also then after that wrote and also anything by Kevin Smith, but I put his actual Twitter handle so that it tagged him. So right. he saw theoretically he saw that tweet. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping <laughs> that we're getting enough in in his field of view that eventually he's going to be curious about us and not in a season. Not in a cease and desist kind of way, but like. I want to say, I'm not 100% sure because I didn't double check it, but I think I thought I saw Mark Bernard like followed us. No, I I'm, I don't think so. He's liked a few things that we've said, but I don't think he's actually followed us. I'm, he either liked something or he followed us. I'm, he's I'm, definitely I'm not 100% liked, sure. He's definitely liked a few things that we've said. Yeah, that's for certain. I can I can say that with a certainty. But now you've got me curious, so I'm going to go look. But yeah, I'm. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered, offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing. That's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. I'm almost positive it's just the one. Yeah, I, I don't. I I was so wrapped up with the move today. I I uh, I just saw it. I'm like, because I is it? What's his screen name? Is it Mark something writing or something? No, I think. Oh no 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 no. You're thinking of um my buddy Mark. He he's Mark B. Mark writing. B. writing. Yeah, that's my buddy Mark that does the Twitch thing that I'm on with sometimes. Okay, that's that that's what it was because I assumed it was Mark Bernard in writing because mm. Mark Bernard's a fucking writer, man. Yeah, you're a writer, okay. man. Um, so that that's what that's why I fuck up. Yeah, Bernard is just at Mark Bernard. Just that's what his is. So, all right. Well, I'm an idiot. But thanks no, for it's a, Mark it, for for uh, for adding us. Yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, he's a good dude too. But no, Bernard Bernard's definitely likes some things we've said. I've I've definitely seen those. So it's not that he's not aware of us either. But you know, I the holy uh, grail for me at this point is Kev, with Mark a close second. Like as much as I love Jay and Ralph and those guys. Those are my top two from the Askew universe that I would want to interview. Oh, I'd love to have Ralph on. Just just so I could have an impressionist off with him. And he'll still crush me, but I've got I know there are a couple impressions I could do better than him. I think he would get annoyed but- by that though. I, he just strikes me as someone that like I know he lets people come up on, on Babylon and do that from time to time and I think he's very gracious about it, but I think if you wanted to have a flat out voice off, he'd get pissed. Well, then I could be famous for pissing off Ralph Garman. <laughs> right? So, there's <laughs> that. That's true. Um, in any event, so... But, yeah, he... So, hopefully, we'll get him, because I would love to... There's, I'm compiling a very short list of questions that I would like to ask Kev. And I say a short list because we know one question will be elaborated on for an hour and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see... It was the guy who died recently who did the documentary about the 
uh, the death, the death of Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. I'll try to get his it name. Was like, but I know, like yeah. Schwepp or something. Something like that. I'll get it for you. I, I was not a. I was like, I like to do, but I like, I was never a massive fan. But I did like the documentary. It showed oh, one really part, good. like it was, it, it was like an extra, it was like an extra deleted scene or something of him interviewing Kevin Smith about Superman Returns, and then it just shows the guy nodding like this, like yeah. nodding really kind of aggressively, yeah, and just Kevin talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, and and um, and just the guy just keep nodding. Like, all right, keep talking. Go ahead. Like, go on. And it just was obviously it was like Kevin was like talking for like three hours when he just asked the one question. Like, so what was it like working for like, you know, blah blah blah? And right. he's like, Well well let me tell you about this. It's like just going on and on and on. And that's what Kev does. Um his oh, name I is was John... there, man. I saw in person. His name is John Schnepp. And he Schnepp. I, yeah. I was I was close. He passed away on July nineteenth of last year. So, yeah, yeah, I heard like a lot of people were really brokenhearted about it. I, yeah, I, I think he was just well loved among the the circle that knew him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Did Kevin you, gave him a lot of praise. Absolutely, absolutely. Did you ever <laughs> way off tangent? But did you ever watch? Um, uh, what was it called? Um, the A Team, the movie, not the TV show. The movie that they did with um Liam Neeson and Bradley really? Cooper. No, I I saw clips of it, but I never saw the whole thing. Um, okay. Why? No, there's a scene where there's this, and it's a kind of a throwaway scene to the whole movie where there's a a guy who works the crematorium at the prison that Hannibal's in. And it looks like John Schnepp so much to the point that I actually had to look it up to see if it was him. Because the dude's acted mm-hmm. a bit, too. He's more known for writing and directing, but he's been in a few things. You know, so... What else, what, what else has he been in? Uh, where was it? He's got 20 credits, according to this. Uh, he was... Well, he's been on the Schmodown, but that's basically, like, movie fights. I'm trying to see... Uh, Day in the Life, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but that's more of a voice. Space Ghost, but mm-hmm. that's a voice. He was also a character designer on both of those shows. And Metal po- Metal Aquabus, he was a voice on that too. Color really? ID, he was on. Yeah. That looks, that's all I'm coming across right now. But I'm, I know he's been on a few things. And he also looks like, um, a guy from Whose Line, whose name escapes me right now, but oh, um, Mike Machine. He's the he's also the guy that plays Friar Tuck in that Robin Hood Prince of Prince of Thieves movie we've talked about previously. Oh yeah, you're right. He does look like him. Is that the same guy from the movie Tom and Huck? I'm sorry, played, uh, Mike Machine. I think that's what I'm thinking of. If you can click, if you could look him up and yeah, the guy the movie, you're talking about the Robin. guy from Robin Hood though. Is that who you're? Yeah, if, if he if he's the guy who played in Tom and Huck, which was a movie of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn to combine, it was like Disney made their own version. Okay. And I remember that movie kind of fucked me up because there was some scary ass like parts of that movie. Do you remember like, when that came out? Roughly. Ninety four, ninety five. Okay, thank you. Yeah, like the, God, dude. That Steph and I were talking about like. 
kids movies that we watched that were like really dark and really fucked up that like had such a weird dark impact on us like like we talked about the swan princess do you remember the swan princess I've never seen yeah, I mean, it, but yeah, I had to think about it. But yeah, real quick, he was in um, A Bug's Life, which I know is like one of Steph's favorites, isn't it? Or your favorite? That's, my, that's one, yeah, that's one he, of my favorites, yeah. yeah he's in Who that. was he in A Bug's Life? He was... Where I just lost it because I was trying to find this other one for you. Hold on. Shit. Oh, God, he was in the Clerks TV show. Was he really? Yeah. I he think the animated about. one, though. I think it's the animated one, not the... Um, yeah, it's the animated one, not that live action one you were talking about. Is he also the same guy who was the shrink in Office Space? Uh, in I will opening... get. I will get back to you on that because you got me jumping all around his fucking timeline. <laughs> um, all right, all right. A Bug's Life. He was Tuck Roll. It says he was Tuck and Roll. He was, yeah, he was the Russian like fucking uh, roller uh, roly poly uh, uh, fucking roly poly bugs. Okay, I, I, yeah, I know what those are, but I've never seen this, the movie, so... You've never seen A Bug's Life? No. Oh, dude, you're missing out. Okay. Yeah, Steph, Steph just gave a huge, like, wide-eyed, <laughs> like, thousand-yard stare, like, what? Um, dude, you are right, he was in um, Tom and Huck. He was Muff Potter? That's right, yeah, I called yeah. it, yeah, he's Muff Potter. Um... I know that we have some other things we want to talk about, but just in case we get to it, he actually was in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. By coincidence. Because <laughs> I know we talked this about is, trying to get to Indy. Is this guy still alive? Yeah, Mike Machine's still alive. Is he is he is he still working? What's he what's he been in recently? The most recent thing he did was uh Redbird T V show. He was in that show. And then the Redbird. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one. I'll look it up. And then he was in Wayward, Wayward Pines, which is uh, M. Night Shyamalan's limited series thing that he did. It was not... It's like a miniseries almost, but it was on TV on Fox. I remember that. Think, speaking of M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong... Um, oh, wait. To your other question, he was Dr. Swanson in Office Space. Got it. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, so, not M. Night. Speak, yeah, speaking of M. Night... Have you been like hearing about Glass? Um, no, I've seen the trailers, but I haven't heard anything. Did you, do you know anything about it? Are you like have you been following that trilogy? I saw Unbreakable years ago, and I have not seen it since. And I have seen Split, so I'm familiar with it enough to know that it's taking characters from both of those movies and basically making it into a trilogy because Unbreakable uh -huh. was part one, Split was part two, and Glass is going to be part three. But yeah. that's... that's And it's there also supposed to be, like, superheroes to some capacity, but that's the extent of my knowledge base. Yeah, it's like if M. Night was making a superhero franchise. That's really what right. it is. Right. So the, I really want to... I've been... I was such a huge fan of Unbreakable, and I still, I really did like Split. So I was yeah, really was looking good. hardcore. I'm not Split a fan of that really style of movie, and I like that movie a lot. McAvoy was is really good in it, and the Absolutely. only I I had my suspicions when the first trailer was coming out because I'm like, okay, he comes off like a supervillain. I wonder if this is, this is like a secret. Oh, McAvoy? McAvoy. Okay. I was like, I wonder if this is a secret sequel. To Unbreakable because we've been I've been wanting a sequel to Unbreakable for a long time, and then there's a bonus scene after 
uh, split that confirms it's a sequel where you see uh, fucking Bruce Willis. Yes. In, in like a, a diner. diner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they say his name was Mr. Glass. <laughs> and then yeah. obviously Glass is coming out or and the early reviews are super mixed. Like, like most of the fans that were like, we really were looking forward to a good conclusion of the Glass trilogy or the Shatter or the Unbreakable trilogy was they're just disappointed. Like it's just such a convoluted and like it, it's just not really what they wanted. So the, all the rise of the rebirth of M Night apparently is sort of like smoldering down. The flames are kind of dying out. Because he was coming back pretty strong. He made um, he made another one called The Visit. I thought that was really good. Where, like these kids well, go visit their grandparents they never met. The their grandparents are like crazy and like wild. Right. And the interesting thing for me with it was with the um, previews that I've seen is that like you saw did you see you've seen some of the trailers or previews or whatever for Glass? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, you see McAvoy's character, the split... I can't remember his name. Because he has a... I know he's a split personality, but his main character has a name, and I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, that's not uh, the important part. The important part is you see him, like, climbing up a wall. Like a... Yeah. Like he's, like, Spider-Man. And I don't remember having that kind of power in Split. He does. He... That's the Beast character, which... This is when it goes from this guy's got multiple personalities or disassociative identity disorder to this is a guy who also is a super villain who also has multiple personalities. So one of his personalities or one of his alters or whatever you want to call them is known as the beast, which is like basically a violent animal, superhuman strength kind of thing and has the ability to walk on ceilings and walls. Okay. So that and then that was featured when the beast was introduced in Split. I probably just have to go back and see it again because I don't remember that. I'm gonna rewatch, I should rewatch it myself. I want to rewatch Unbreakable and Split before I go see Black. I do want to. I, I want to do the same. I want to watch. I mean, I don't need to watch Split as much, but I probably would just for consistency. But I do need to see Unbreakable again because it's been years. I mean, years. Um, I just pulled up Glass on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not doing well. No, it's not. I mean, a lot of people are bitching about it. A lot of it's, people just say it's it's just subpar. It's at thirty eight percent. Oh, that's that's awful, dude. Uh, out of 40, 40 reviews, fifteen have said fresh, twenty five have said rotten. So wow. Yeah. Well, I mean. I really wanted it to succeed. I was really hoping it was going to be really good. I'm still. I mean, I'll see it. I'll make my own. I'll sure. make my own um, opinion. But well, and if I oh, recall, Gotti was like zero percent on this thing, but like everyone wanted to see it in for a while at least, or whatever it was called the the Travolta thing. Yeah, it's called it's called Gotti, but everyone wanted to see it because this has been a movie that was a movie that was in hardcore development hell forever. Right. So. People love a good train wreck. They want to see this movie that's been like shelved for 20 years off and on by studios that it had multiple actors cast and then fired and like Joe Pesci was in it originally and he gained a bunch of weight and then they fired him and then he like sued them because he like gained all this weight and like, like 
and then like a loss like it was originally supposed to be directed by Barry Levinson and then it got ended up being the dude who plays E in Entourage who directed it you're like what the fuck is this crazy roller coaster movie and I saw it because I love a good mob movie and it's fucking awful like yeah, it didn't look good <laughs> it looked it looked good but it just it what you see in the trailer is like all the best parts of the movie and you really should just been like well all right that's all I need to see but it features some we- I will say this um Travolta is good because he but he that's also what I heard. is I heard he, he was the only look, good part of the of the movie. He is the only good part of the movie, but it's also because he he looks a lot like John Gotti to the point where it's like wow, like you look at them side by side, you're like holy sh- holy shit, dude! <laughs> like I don't know if it's makeup, like or if Travolta has some really good, you know, prosthetics, but like it looks convincing enough where you have to really double take. And Travolta actually. Like, the Gotti family was in part of the filming. Right. And production. And they actually supplied, like, costumes for Travolta to wear. And the really weird... I mean, there's a lot of bad to the movie, but there's a really weird thing where it is the beginning of the film and the end of the film is John Travolta as Gotti talking to us, breaking the fourth wall, and talking about his life. Uh, so he's, the, but he talks about how he's dead. So it's literally the ghost of John Gotti j- telling us about his life and death. It's a really weird thing. But Travolta weird. wore Joel, uh, John Travolta wore the the overcoat that belonged to John Gotti, and he said it actually was felt made him feel unnerved because he could still smell his cologne on the on the coat. Wow! And he said, like, I know this guy killed people. Like, I'm wearing a coat that probably was... I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. At a scene of a murder. Yeah, probably. So, but honestly, Kelly Preston is the worst thing in the movie. She, she's the real life wife of uh, John Travolta, and she plays the wife of John Gotti, which, incidentally, she, uh, John Gotti's wife had the same, has the same last name as me, Giorgio. Oh, really? And I had to double check. I'm like, are we related to the fucking Gottis? And I didn't know this. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I'm like, oh, well, I mean, DiGiorgio is not a super common Italian last name, but it's also not Smith either. Right, right. Like, 
but I, for a split second, I had to do some research. I'm like, okay, I don't think we're related. You so, know, I'm not it was, a fan of sharing my last name, and I'm not going to, but I will tell you that I am Smith in Germany. <laughs> really? Yeah, oh yeah, it's Smith. My whole name, as it's fully constituted, is basically John Smith in Germany. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> CJ, CJ Smith? Yeah, basically. Um, so. Yeah, God, it was weird. But you know what I did see? That I What's can that? talk about for just a brief. Sure. I saw Aquaman. Oh, yeah? I, if you recall, on the, the New Year's Eve episode, I told you my mom went and saw it that day. I remember. Um, I which, remember the uh, New Year's Eve episode pretty well, CJ. I, know, I, I, I do, too, now <laughs> that I've had to go back and listen to it. And I got to tell you something. I stopped. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. I mean, I finished it for it editing was, and release, but when I, I always, so for those who don't know or just have not heard when I've talked about it before, generally what happens is we re-record I go back and I edit the episode, but then after we release it, I go and listen again just to make sure that the upload went correctly. And I couldn't listen. I couldn't finish listening to it. I had to stop because it was hard or something. Yeah, or? it was. It was very hard. It was very difficult to hear myself like that. <laughs> I mean, we look. We we know the audience knows that you're out of the two of us you're sort of the nice guy of the two of us <laughs> you, I mean, let's, let's let's really be honest like you really are you're the more polite of the two but we bust each other's balls but i'm the sure. one who's like fuck you and fuck your opinion like this is my fucking opinion you're like well, well i have yeah, an it's, opinion it's cool you have an opinion but let me let's talk this up it's like the clip from the the, the clip part of the show the part the good part of the show where the last clip is like you yelling at me, like you take my advice and go get fucked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, so just to hear you and see you be that douche was <laughs> was kind of like we were we were more concerned. Than oh, anything. I know. We like, you, you mentioned that last CJ week. Not, yeah, yeah like CJ does not act like this. You know what? That's the thing. Like. Even listening back, I know I wasn't, and I, I understand where you come from, but I, I don't think I was being a douche, I, but I definitely think I was um, more aggressive, but I don't, douche isn't the word I would use, but still. Okay, maybe not douche, but you definitely, like, you you told us to go fuck ourselves more times in, in that single episode. <laughs> Than you ever have before. Yeah, but see, that's the thing, and I and I I can tell you that while it may not have sounded that way, it all came from that spirit of what we do have, where you're telling me that all the time. Because when you say it to me, I know you're not, you know, just like and going back to the clip again. When you tell me, you know, like you, with all the times you I say it, you th you think you'd finally go get fucked. I know you're not being serious. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like completely. And that's exactly but, but where that was coming from from my end. You know, that night. Oh, so. I know that. And we weren't offended. We were just kind of like, we were just like, drink some water. You're like, fuck you. Fuck we're no. like, okay. <laughs> like, so, all right, bitch, go suffer. <laughs> like, like, we tried. Rico, I've got to be very honest with you. I've been tempted to pull the episode down and put out a new cut where it basically stops after the midnight countdown. Really? So, 
Yeah, I'm not going to do it. I decided to leave it as it is, but that's that's something I flirted with for a while. I had a couple people ask me what I did on New Year's, and I was very honest. I'm always trying to plug the podcast, and I'm like, sure. well, we recorded, and then we kind of like saw my podcast partner have two glasses of whiskey and then get really fucking sloppy drunk. <laughs> yeah. And we were, we spent like the last half hour, 45 minutes of the episode being really concerned and be like, dude, eat nuggets. What are you doing? <laughs> and they were like, oh, so it was a quiet news. I'm like, no, it no. was, it was, it, <laughs> it was, I was like, I had, it was a quiet New Year's compared to the fact that I was just inside doing nothing. Sure. Except recording. But I, everyone else was like, he only got drunk on two glasses of whiskey. What the fuck is his tolerance? What? And I was like, no, he does drink. He just doesn't. He doesn't get this hammered this often. I'm like, I think he just got some forty dollar uh, whiskey that I you hadn't tried it or something, right? That was no, I I've, I've had it before. It was a combination of things, Rico. We ate way too early in the day. I hadn't eaten. But by the time that I had started drinking the whiskey, I'm sure I had digested everything. So I was probably basically back to an empty yeah. stomach. You know, like, it it was just... And then I filled the glass further than you probably should. Like, I, it's just right. a combination of things. And it just, yeah. <laughs> well, the, wor- the, the problem, and I can vouch for this, because I've been in your position, like, where you think you got your drinking under control, or where you think, like, oh, I'm going to be fine. And then you sort of overpour, and you're like, "Oh shit, uh, this is too much." I've been there, and the problem is, is especially with whiskey, when you're slightly get, when you're not sloppy drunk, but when you're like more than buzzed, you don't taste the alcohol anymore. So you're I, drinking. See, pretty f- I I never do when it comes to whiskey. Like I've got such a buildup for that at this point that I can drink it like water, and it's basically that's the other thing, like. I drink, so another peek behind the curtain is, like, when we do these episodes, I drink a lot of water, Rico. You've seen it. I drink, that's a liter of water, and I I generally go through the whole thing when we're recording. Unless it's vodka, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's water. Yeah, it's water. Um, I generally drink a lot of water. I may have a beer while we're recording, but it's usually one. Like, I drank one tonight. I'm fine. You can tell I'm fine. Yeah. But I I had one. Um, For the record, we are not saying CJ has a problem. He just got <laughs> right. Like he, he just he took it enjoyed, too far that night. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, but that's the thing is, we all rationalize. I'm like, you know what? It's New Year's fucking Eve. Let him wake up with a hangover for the New Year. Like oh, everyone is not. No one's going to be any different that night. Right. The only difference right. is that you publicly, like, you put it on a fucking podcast. Right. And and it did teach me what I will do next year. That's the difference, you know. So yeah, I mean, you, but, you've been you've been buzzed on episodes before. You were yeah. buzzed on the Spider Man one. Oh yeah, and I think there's another one that I was buzzed on too. I think there's been two prior to New Year's. We we, did, we, we drank already. Player one, I think we did. We drank for that one. Did we? It might have been that one. Yeah, I don't remember. That was when I was drinking wine upstairs. Yes, you were drunker than I was that night. <laughs> yeah, but I I was. I mean, no, no, you weren't. Because you can't always tell. How drunk I am compared to like how sober I am because I just say the same shit. Yeah, like, I have no fucking filter. Right, right. The only, the only filter I have is on my fucking camels. Like that's that's it. But um, um, yeah. 
But yeah, so to just to my water point real quick though, like I so what happened was I started drinking that as quickly as I would drink my water for the episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it it hit fast. So it it was all of it. I I just know I won't do it again next year. You know, we'll, well do the episode again. Of- we'll do the episode again because that that part doing I like I really enjoyed doing the clips thing. I hope it was enjoyable to the the audience. I know the couple people mm-hmm. that I have talked to said actually I've gotten positive feedback about the whole thing including where I fall off the cliff. They said it was entertaining as hell. So <laughs> it was honestly dude it's one of our better episodes because it's so fucking funny but it's it's weird for me to listen to it because I'm literally listening to us listen to us. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it little... is the most inception like fucking episode <laughs> right? I can think of because it's like, literally us laughing about us making jokes, and I'm I, it's like, I mean, I listened to it a, a couple times, and I'm legit laughing out loud to us laughing out loud of me making a joke. Well, and and see, yeah, and that's what was kind of what I was hoping for, though, for what that's worth. Like, I I was hoping we would get enough laughs out of listening to the old clips that you know, we'd have a good time. And I think that's exactly what happened. You know, you know, Deb lost her shit like three times, you know, so, and in a good way, but she lost her shit like three times. I know Steph laughed her ass off, but that's not hard to do. You know, yeah, Steph (laughs) laughed her ass off. Deb almost fucking died when I was doing the whole, like, Jesus, like, fucking thing. All of the, yeah. I had some, I had some good jokes that night. I'm not going to lie. I was really impressed. You also secured our four places in hell, but that's beside the point. Well, I, like I said on that episode, like we're all going to hell anyways. I'm, yeah. a, I'm an atheist. Uh, Steph and Deb are women, and yeah. you're an ex-Catholic. So an ex-Catholic, yeah. So, um, so, speaking of water, when you were talking about water, yeah, I saw I saw Aquaman. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get off that but i just no, needed to no, no. touch on that real quick uh, and it's the last time because i know we talked about it on the clerks episode too so that's the last time i'm gonna bring it up but i wanted to at least one more time kind of address that um my review because i haven't done a rant of it and i'm still going to if i'm going to um it's good is it great no but it's good like wonder woman is good like it's is definitely it- one of the better of the dceu movies Okay, so if we're using Wonder Woman, here's my scale. Wonder Woman's the best. Dawn of Justice is the worst. Where where does this thing fit? It's underneath Wonder Woman. Hello. Um, <laughs> and a, <laughs> which, which do you find better, Justice League or Man of Steel? Oh, I forgot about Man of Steel. Yeah, for, okay, not including Aquaman, if I was going to rank these things out, now this is my personal opinion on my level of enjoyment. I would put Man Including of Steel at the top. Squad. Okay, I'd still put Man of Steel at the top because I enjoy that more than Wonder Woman, but that's not to say Wonder Woman's a bad movie. And honestly, right. from a movie quality standpoint, I probably would put Wonder Woman above Man of Steel, but my personal list puts Man of Steel at the top. Mm-hmm. But then it would go into... We're not counting any of the Nolan movies, right? We're just talking about... No. Like, okay. Yeah, so then it would probably go Justice League, then Suicide Squad, then Dawn of Justice. I would almost say I think Justice League is worse 
than uh, Batman v Superman. Because least no. Batman v Superman had some great scenes, but as a film itself, it's garbage. It's just incoherent. It doesn't make sense. But it's too much. I, that was the problem. They too, jammed it's, too it's, much. It's into too it. long. Yeah. I, but Justice League is such it was such a disappointment. You know, like you knew it was gonna suck, and like Batman was just. Now, see, for for me, Suicide Squad was the the um, bigger. Well, Suicide Squad also, yeah. Okay, well, based on yours, I can more or less agree. I'm not going to nitpick, which is sure, the worst sure. fucking film. Yeah. I mean, because they're all kind of bad, <laughs> right? Um, so if Man of Steel is is your is your favorite, well, no, we'll, we'll stick with Wonder Woman being Steel's the best. Your... We'll stick with Wonder Woman being the best. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if it's Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, then it's Aquaman. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Like, it's uh, but I will say this: it is visually the best. Like, okay, I've heard that. It is, yeah, it is so damn colorful and and you. I mean, it's a lot in the ocean, but <clears throat> and that's that's the sort of cool thing about it is that it's also kind of there's some scary parts to it. Like, okay, because the, the, the guy who directed it is James Wan, right? Who Created the Saw franchise. I mean, he did the first one. I think two. And I'll check. I'll check. Uh, I think he did the first two. I, I don't think he directed the second one. I think he directed the first one for sure. It was him and Lee Wanell, and they wrote it. Lee Wanell mostly fucking wrote all of them, I think, and directed a couple. But uh, James Wan directed that. He also did Insidious, and he also did The Conjuring, and The Conjuring yep. Two, and Insidious Two. So he's known as a well-known and well-established horror filmmaker. So when it was told that he was going to do Aquaman, I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Like, there should be some fucking scary-ass shit underneath the ocean we don't know about. I'd love to see his interpretation on a fucking, you know, Kraken or something. And he delivers. Like, there is some parts where it's like there are some deep-sea creatures. You're just like, oh, shit. Like, oh, right. It, there are some parts that sort of come across a little bit like Green Lantern. Okay. Just to I didn't, see... I didn't hate that movie. I didn't hate Green you know, Lantern. But I'm specifically talking about, like, you know how you see some Lantern core members that are, like, aliens in the Green Lantern costume? Right. You sort of see that, and it just sort of reminded me of... Because they're like they have like Atlantean armor, but they're like fish things. So it was okay. the first thing I thought of. But um, Momoa is exactly what you think he is. He is exactly how you in, like remember him in Justice League, just like my man and bro, and like he's got the fucking like whatever the yeah, fuck this symbol is. Did you like that or didn't like that? That's my question. I think it's been overplayed. I would like to see. I mean, if I'm being honest, I want. I usually want more traditional. I want. If I had to choose, you know, Maori, Samoan, Hawaiian, you know, type of Aquaman, I would. Uh, and you know, covered in tribal tattoos and sort of a surfer bra. That's not the first thing I would have gone for. I would have gone more traditional, blonde, orange suit, green spandex, Arthur Curry. Like you see in the 60s. Yeah. I would you know maybe. El todo sea por un beso deal. 
ya soñabas con llegar a McDonald's, ordenar tus McNuggets y tu Big Mac de siempre. Con extra pepinillos, extra salsa especial, extra cebolla, porque tú eres así, extra. Pero luego recuerdas que estás en una cuarta cita. Y quizá ordenar cebollas extra no sea la mejor movida. Hay un meal para cada cita en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el arte McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. Try to combine the two, have them have the Aquaman with the blonde, blonde beard. That's what I would have probably gone for. Okay. Um, it's fine. What are you okay. going to say? No, no, no. You, you inspired me to something we need to watch together, and I might pause the recording so we can watch it. But I want to let you finish your Aquaman point first. Um, I will say this. You know who fucking surprised the hell out of me was the whole goddamn Kidman. Right. She plays his mother, right? She plays his mother, and she is as much badass as Gal Gadot was in Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Like, nice. fucks up, like, the Atlanteans in one scene. Like, it's it's a really just a real quick scene, but you're like, oh, shit, Nicole Kidman got some training for this. And oh. I know she's in some new badass movie where she's, like, like her daughter. Or like, she did some – She's she, I don't know if it's coming out or if it already came out. But she made some movie where, like, it was sort of like her version of Taken. Oh, well, I think I grungy. heard about that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find it for you. By the way, it's real a, quick, have you heard of this Bird Box Challenge? Oh, uh, being blindfolded and doing stupid shit? Yeah, not just stupid shit. Someone almost killed someone on, like, the 405. They were driving he on the highway. He was blindfolded? Yes. Dude, we got some stupid fucking people. Right? <laughs> Well, all right. I mean, um, I'm all for I'm all for I'm all for natural fucking selection, but don't kill out the other people. I mean, exactly. So what? Are you talking about Boy Erased? Is that the one you're talking about for her? No, it's really recent. That's recent. It's this year or well, last year, technically. But what's the other? What's what's what else is new? Here, I'm. I want to show you my screen for this other thing anyway. So let me just bring you on board here, and you can take a look with me. Can you see it? Yeah, no, I can see it. Um, Destroyer, that's what it is. Destroyer. I, I think. See that? Oh, down here. That, well, that's last yeah. year technically, but let's see what the synopsis is. Yeah. A police detective yeah. reconnects with people from undercover assignment or distant past to make peace. Yeah. Okay. Dude, she looks fucked up in this movie, but like she does. She ki she kicks ass in Aquaman. Um. We're going Patrick all over Wilson. the place real quick, but you know who looked really bad in um uh a movie I just saw? I literally just saw it last night. I saw the Ocean's Eight movie, finally. Oh. Alright. And Sandra what'd Bullock you, looks terrible. What'd you think of the movie? I actually liked it? it. I mean here oh. here's I'll give you I'll give you the, the no, hear me out. Because is it as good as any of the oceans? Yes, because I think it's better than 12. 12 is bad. 12 is hard Oof. to watch. But it's not anywhere near the caliber of 11 or 13. Not in a long shot. But it's in the spirit of. And I do want to add it to my collection. I do think I will add it to my collection. But it's 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 not as good by a long shot. I, I got to... I mean, I can understand your point, but I... I think it was atrocious. I had a hard time. Why? Um, I didn't. There was no genuine love 
or appreciation of each of the characters for each other. Agreed. They, they were, they yeah, were there's very not that. callous. They're, you know, there's, even when like Matt Damon and Brad Pitt and George Clooney are giving each other shit, you well, can yeah, tell the guy to his back. Here, yeah, that's the thing. So, because I agree with you, I think that between Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, you had a very similar to Danny and Rusty. I think that mm-hmm. was close, but you're right. The other ones, not so much. Like, Danny knew everybody except Juan. Or, no, not Juan. What's his name? The um, little Chinese guy, the Grease Man. Oh, uh, Yen. Yen, yeah. Um, he knew all of those guys from previous things that you never saw on camera. You know what I mean? Like, he knew right. Livingston. He knew the Malloy twins. He knew Saul. He, you know what I mean? Like, he knew all these people. There was a genuine belief that he had interacted with all of them, I think, except for Linus and Juan, or Yen. You know what I mean? But he knew Linus's dad. He, right, he knew Linus's dad. So, there was Which, that. Which, by the way, little quick cut, the guy who played Linus's dad died. Yeah, yeah. Super, I know him as Super Dave Osborne, but yeah. Yeah. And that's not it. His name is Bob, Bob Einstein. I had to think about it for a second. He, he, he's the brother of Albert Brooks. Yes, he is. Or, or, or he was, because, oh, well, which yeah. means Albert Brooks's name was Albert Einstein. Or is Albert Einstein? I think Brooks might just be like yeah. a stage name. But yeah, go go with what you're saying. I'm sorry to drop that. No, no, no. It was a good point to bring up. Um, but yeah, there was. There's not that level of camaraderie, and I agree with you. I think they kind of reach it towards the end of the movie, but it takes getting to the end of that movie. So, if they're going to make a sequel, which I haven't, I personally haven't heard, then it could be better. You know what I mean? But I think they, I, were, go- I think they were going to, and I think because it was not well critically, they're kind of tanking. They're holding back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought Anne, ha- I think Anne Hathaway was playing what she perceives the public thinks of her. She yeah. came off very actressy and yeah. very kind of shallow. And I think she was just sort of playing a parody of what the public. Th- I think I think she did an okay job. But pound for pound, the one I enjoyed most in that movie was um, James um, James Corbin. 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 Gordon. James Corbin. Yeah, I, See, I thought he was funny. He looked like the only one who was actually having fun in the movie. I- Everyone else. No, because you know who else? There were see there was the the supporting uh, more of the quote unquote supporting cast. I guess they were all considered to be stars. But if we're laying out the cast, there were a couple people I felt like had a good time with it. Um, I can tell you right off, like uh, Rihanna, I thought did a great a good job. I liked her character. You know, I enjoyed Nine Ball. She was I, fun. Can I can I say? And I I'm not the only one who said this. There's 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 got to, they have got to stop this cliche of having the urban esque like tough black girl from the fucking ghetto be the super fucking like the hacker. I'm I'm so sick of it. Sure, I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not saying because she's black she's less intelligent. I'm saying that Hollywood puts that in every fucking movie. It's like, oh. They do. You know, no, you're you get, right. You get, this, yeah. you get the street tough girl. Let's make her the computer girl. Like, shut the fuck up. But, but I, I will admit, Rihanna was fine. 
I think she did a good job. And then the other one I really enjoyed. I'm trying to find her because it's it's not in a it's in a weird order here. I'm trying to find. Uh, okay, I'm gonna sound a lot worse than I mean it. But please help me out. It's the Indian girl, who's Mindy. Is it Mindy Cowling? I think that's her. Yeah. Now do you say yes? But, thank you. There she is. Yep, Mindy Min, Cowling. Min, yeah. Min, yeah. I liked her in the, her role. I thought she did a really good job too. I think she's. I think she did fine. Um, I don't have. A, I don't have a problem with her. I just didn't have. A, I just, there was no. They tried to make Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock too much like Danny and Rusty. That's really what it came down to. They forced that. Well, I can agree with that. I mean, thankfully they they didn't go as far as to have fucking Kate Blanchett eating like Rusty in every scene. You know that was but Brad Pitt's idea. That was his thing. Well, yeah. That was his that was his thing and then it became a whole shtick. And then at the end of the first one he fucking was like he like threw away his food because he was having heartburn. Yeah. But they did do a re like a sort of side joke to that where they took her character, Kate Blanchett's character, and had her change her outfit in every scene. And okay. she's wearing a different outfit in every single scene. I don't think I know. But if that, I'm really but... being honest, my biggest fucking grip is that Stephanie spoiler for Ocean's Eight, if you want to plug your ears for one second. <laughs> they killed Danny Ocean. Like he's dead. No. And I don't I don't no, they didn't. Yes, I know it comes across that way, but there's a very important scene where I think they leave the door open for him to be alive. And I don't, I think it gets brushed over very quickly. The people might have missed I th- it. No, I think they left it possibly open for him to be alive, but now the movie tanked, he's definitely dead. Or he's, well, or he's definitely alive to come back and save it. Well, You're right, free. Because there's a scene where. She's sitting there and she's talking to the the wall in the mausoleum because yeah. that's where he is, and says, "I hope you're really in there." And then Reuben comes over and starts talking to her like he's bringing a message from Danny. Do you know what I mean? I so- don't. I don't remember that. I came off because at the very end she says to that. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully. Right. Your stuff is here. She says, uh, "You would have loved it." Right, but that's then, like, because she's not certain he's in there. But that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, it's what I think. I think he's alive. I think he is alive, and I think they left it that way on purpose, or that he could be alive. I, yeah. I think if it was going to be successful, he would have showed up. But I don't think it's going to. Maybe. I don't think so. Um, I do. I do agree that they, that Sandra Bullock and George Clooney come off as could come off as siblings. I agree that was good casting. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree, and I think, I think the casting was fine. I just think there was some issues with the story and the dialogue. You know. Yeah, I think they need a better story, and and like I said, if I think they just were really, you know, I don't remember who the committee. I think it was John Mulaney. He had this bit where he said, "This is why Ocean's Eleven would never work with a bunch of women because." If it was 11 women, nine of them would be talking shit about each other. <laughs> and they would all act like friends in the same room. And then when it was time to do the heist, everyone would give up and like eat Oreos. I don't remember what the fuck the punchline was, but it was definitely like there was a part where it's like they would just talk shit about each other. Well, we're, and then we're, we've obviously spoiled this thing already. 
quite a bit. So yeah. I will tell you that my biggest gripe with the movie was the Mark turning to be a part of the crew. I, you know what? I saw it coming. I Did really you? kind of saw it coming because that's a reoccurring theme. Pseudo in the Oceans movies where like the Mark or a character or someone who like Linus's dad, who's the agent, like all of a sudden he's in on it. You're like, it's them trying to sweep it from like putting right, a veil over our eyes. And then we, but I, I knew I saw it. Coming. But here's the difference between like Linus's dad being a part of it, right? He's been a part of it from the beginning of the scam. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like, sure. she, I think she was genuinely the mark. And then when she found out that she got, you know, hosed or whatever, jumped, a, jumped across. Where, like, even though that happens with um, Andy Garcia's character, um, Terry, Terry uh, Benedict, going into the second one, that's changing movies. So that was okay. Or not second one, mm-hmm. the third one. You know what I mean? Like, that mm-hmm. was okay because it took to the third movie for that to be the case. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so that, to me, mm-hmm. was all right. But in the same movie is when I had a problem with it. Like if she, if they had done like Ocean's Nine or whatever they would have called it, I'm not. That's not the point. And she had come on board in that movie, I would have been okay with it. But her flip flopping in the third act was like no, you know. I if I I will say I did like one specific part when. It's them sort of like done with the heist or whatever, and then like you hear Nancy Sinatra, her her song "These Boots Are Made for Walking" or whatever the yeah. fuck the song is. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's a nice little throwback. It's right. It's keeping with the Rat Pack Sinatra theme that the original three had for they the actually, original film in 1961. They, they actually use some of the same music for similar scenes too. Like if you go back and watch them side by side, there's some of the same actual music in similar scenes yeah. in both movies. And I thought that was kind of fun, too. Do you know what I mean? So, like, there's there's enough connection to the original Ocean's World. And when I say original, I mean the, the Clooney ones, because I know there's the old Sinatra ones from way back. But, right, right. You know. Well, there's just one. There's just one Sinatra one. Right, but that's still the original, original. So just to differentiate. Right. Um, there's yeah. enough love to those movies that I feel like it fits... I, I, it fits in the universe. If we're if we're ranking Ocean's movies, it's probably third or fourth. If we're saying it's all one giant, gigantic collective, you know what I mean. Like if you're mm-hmm. saying this is the fourth one in the scene or in the in the grouping, it probably goes yeah. eleven, thirteen, twelve, eight. You know, that's how I would rank them out real quick. But that's that's how, that's how I would do it. If I was ranking, I I would do it the exact same way. You know, so it's it's not. But it's not the worst piece of shit I've seen by a long shot. It's not the worst piece of sh- it's not the worst piece of shit, but it was a movie I really, really had, wanted to enjoy, and I really was looking forward to. You had bit higher expectations than you got, as it boils down to. I, I had more hope. Right, I had right. hope that it was going to be good. All right. So, getting back to your Aquaman thing, though, there's something I want to show you. So, we're going to pause recording. We're going to watch, and we're going to come back. So. Okay, so what we just watched was 20 deleted scenes that would have totally changed DC movies by Screen Rant on YouTube. I obviously didn't play it on the recording for multiple reasons of copyright infringement, blah, 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 blah. However, 
Uh, if you do want to see what we saw, go check out 20 deleted scenes that would have totally changed DC movies uh, by the Screen Rant on YouTube. If you search, it'll come right up. So, mm-hmm. what'd you think, bud? I mean, some of them were eh, but a couple of them had some good points, I think. I think some, I agree. Some of them were pretty, I, I some of them I don't know should qualify because they were on, like he talked about some Batman v Superman ones, and I don't think they should qualify because they were in the extended cut. Yeah, they're in that, that um, ultimate edition or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like he mentioned, like the Suicide Squad ones a couple times, and there was like one about Harley Quinn wielding a baseball bat, and I really, it may be the fact that I did not like the relationship between the two of them two in of that who? movie, or it could just be because uh, between Joker and Harley. Okay, I just don't know if the bat was because there was a I could when they. Sh- se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. When I watched the movie, it seemed like there were flashbacks of the Joker, obviously. But there was also a very present part to it where it's like Joker is texting her, she's texting back. And they're trying to find each other, and then he like lets her, sets her free at the end. So, but the scene with him with the I don't I don't I may be remembering it all fucked up, but like there, I thought there was a he gives her the baseball bat or I don't I don't know. I think the, I think I was more confused a lot of what the guy was saying, but there were some deleted scenes that I would have found interesting. Like, believe it or not, the the uh, Superman four the quest for more money one. The um, where like Superman, like his radiation poisoning towards the end, he becomes like old and sickly. I thought that would have been a really interesting scene to see. Well, and you see I, part not- of that in the original cut. He's in a dark room, if you recall. Because I remember when they when I saw this the first time, and I saw that quote unquote deleted scene. There is a section in that movie where he's in a dark room, huddled in a beneath a blanket, because Lois comes over to check on him. And he says he has the flu or some shit, like some bullshit story, obviously, because she doesn't know he's Superman. I, you know, I only, I've only seen it once. Uh, I have very little recollection. I remember the big fight between him and Nuclear Man, whatever the fuck, Nuclear Man, which is just stupid. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, I, I don't remember enough of it to be able to give uh, an honest opinion of it. Well, the ones that intrigued me the most were the ones about Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad, but Justice League, about Steppenwolf and the Green Lantern Corps. And no, those are the ones that, that's primarily why I wanted you to see it, were those those moments that they didn't include. Uh, I think some of those I did know because I did a lot of, like, I was following, after I saw Justice League, I was like, I need to see what the fuck could have been and what happened and what was deleted and what was not deleted and whatnot. So I, I think I, I, I remember there was a possibility of a Green Lantern. See, I definitely knew all the cyborg should have been cut, like the but football playing and everything. I, I remember that. He, the guy who narrated the the video we just watched, said something about maybe the character would be more relatable if they had left that in or something to that effect. And I have to disagree. I actually thought Cyborg was one of the more positive parts of Justice League. I think he was, I agree, he was one of the more 
popular parts, but I would have liked to have seen more of him because he was definitely one of the more interesting characters that they didn't expand upon. Well, because, sure. Yeah. Well, he, he's connected to the mother box. Yes. And I yeah, felt yeah. like they didn't really do a good job of expanding how he is connected. Like he is a literal mother box cyborg. Yeah. Like he exists because of the mother box. And I'd like to have known how he has his connection. I would have liked to have gone in the cybernetic brain of him to know his thoughts and feelings. Right. He, and, uh, he essentially in a weird way, he's kind of like the redhead stepbrother of Steppenwolf. Yeah. I mean, and, but conversely in the same list, they do a, an extended part about Barry Allen and the flash. And I got to be honest with you, as much as I like the flash, the character, there's no amount of extended scene that would have made me enjoy that version of the flash. No, I didn't give a fuck about him when he was like visiting his dad played by the fucking, Billy Crudup. Uh, what's his fuck? Billy Crudup, yeah. Um, Crudup, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, it just, I, it was bad. Well, I mean, and and we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to beat it death tonight, but, like, they really should have brought in Grant Gustin. They That's, really should have. I yep. will, I do find this interesting that, because I'm pretty, pretty positive that Iris West is not African-American originally in the comics. No, she's not. I I found it interesting that, like, he did. He adopted the same thing of having Iris be African American in the deleted scene. Yeah, they did on the show. I, I thought that was too. like oh, okay. All right, well, that's more canon that she's black. They also adopted him being a brunette because in the comic books, Barry Allen's a blonde. He's, he's a blonde. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's, they also made that change with changing Barry Allen, and I, yeah. So I'm okay with changes. Like I think. I remember when I watched the Flash show and realized that they made Iris African American. I was at first, I was more put off about Barry being brunette than I was about Iris being black. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I didn't care too much. I, I was like, oh fuck it, whatever. If it, no, it, I, my yeah, whole thing not, was, if, if if they're a better actor, let them be the better actor. I don't care what. Sure. And and again, as far as him being a, a brunette over a blonde, like on a level of one to ten, it was like a two at worst i mean it didn't really phase me but it is something i noticed you know what i mean so i that was that's sort of how you asked me about aquaman earlier because like that's the same thing originally aquaman looks like yeah he looks like a fucking hitler youth in the water if we're yeah. being honest I, and that's um, i'm actually okay with momoa as a like we've talked about this in general like i'm gonna expand out for just a second here like we've talked about different roles like Michael Clark Duncan being um, Kingpin in the Daredevil movie. Like, that one didn't fit for me. It still doesn't. Like, you gave me a mm -hmm. compelling argument for it. I remember the argument, but I it still just doesn't fit for me. You know, now, obviously, especially after seeing D'Onofrio. Do you know what I mean? And it's not because Michael right. Clark... It's not because I think Michael Clark Duncan's a bad actor. I think he's a great actor. I've loved him in several roles I've seen him in before he passed mm -hmm. away, but that one just didn't work for me. You know what I mean? But, right. you know, so it's just, and part of it comes down to personal preference, you know? So, but I just thought, right. I remember when I, because I watched this list the other day, and it made me think of you and something, uh, just something I thought you should see, because I was curious about your input on some of them. So. 
Well, you keep reminding me of Aquaman because there's parts of it that is sort of similar to what we were just talking about. Okay. Like Patrick Wilson plays Ocean Master. He was, he's the bad guy of the movie. I'm trying to think who Patrick Wilson is. I'll have to look him up. Patrick Wilson is the guy from the Conjuring movies. He was in his first two Insidious movies. Yeah, he was I've never in Lake Tennis. He was in uh, Hard Candy. He's fucking good in Hard Candy. Um, okay, you want you want some irony? Because just the oh, way our he's conversation. Night Owl. He's what? He's Night Owl in Watchmen. Oh shit! He lost a lot of weight for that, or since then. But that's not where I was gonna go. Um, he's also in the A Team. The movie that we talked about earlier. He's in that A-Team movie oh, really? I mentioned. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Oh, well, I'll be down. So yeah, well, he exactly. plays... <laughs> he is very much... The Atlanteans um, are usually... They look very blonde, very pale Hitler. Right. Kind of yeah, yeah, looks. yeah. Um, which is why Nicole Kidd was perfectly cast, because she looks very... Right. Mm, she she looks that. And Patrick Wilson, even though they dyed his hair blonde, and he he he's not like the Thanos of the of the DCEU in terms of like he's a relatable villain or you can understand him. But you kinda can. He's he's not to the point where it's like he's not flashy like Thanos. And he's not he's you don't really give a I don't know, he he the movie Aquaman comes off very racist in a very interesting point of view. Okay, how so? Because they he he plays the younger, pure Atlantean half brother to Aquaman. Which so to spoil, to, he plays the younger, pure blooded Atlantean half brother to Aquaman. Okay. So he to spoil a little bit, uh, Aquaman's mom in the beginning of the film, runs away from an arranged marriage and meets Aquaman's dad, played by uh, Tamara Morrison, who I, I really do like him. He he played Django Fett in the Star Wars prequels. He played all the clones. Okay. I like him. So yeah, I they, agree with you. I, li- I like him. He's always good. I, I still think if they make a fucking follow-up sequel to Boba Fett, he just needs to play Boba Fett. Well, they are making but, that Mandalorian movie or whatever. It's a show, but that has nothing to do with oh, okay. Boba Fett. So it's a separate Mandalorian thing. Okay, well, he, um, the, the, just to for my ego, he is a Mandalorian, right? Technically, Boba Fett, even if, even if this show is, has nothing to do with him, he himself is a Mandalorian, right? But Mandalorians aren't just Fets. They're not clones. Mandalorians no, I, are other... I No, I get that, but I'm saying that armor he wears, that's part of the Mandalorian thing, correct? Yes, yes. Okay, that's all I'm asking. All right, go ahead. Yeah. But, uh, so they have it, like, they have it, she shows up on shore, he saves her, he's like the keeper of the lighthouse on the shore, and they have, they fall in love and give birth to fucking, you know, baby Aquaman. And then the Atlantans find her and, like, take her back. And she... So she goes back to arranged marriage, has a kid, has another kid, which is Patrick Wilson's character. So he knows of this other possible older half human, half Atlantan brother of his. 
And he is very like, oh, you half breed, you mongrel. Like they call him a mon. They call Aquaman a mongrel. They're very racist against humans. Hmm. And and the fact that Jason Momoa has a very scruffy, long-haired, bearded, unkempt kind of look. He's got tribal tattoos. He kind of he doesn't look pure and white like they do. He looks right. he he looks, you know, like he is indigenous. So it's a really interesting point of view for the, for to see pure ocean dwellers be racist against humans. So it's a, it's really a fucking interesting but like the guy makes a great claim because he wants to like have war with us, the land dwellers, because in his own mind's eye, we've been polluting the ocean for hundreds of years. So he's like, we've been, wrong. we brought the war. He's not wrong, which is why I'm saying you can kind of really see his point in a very Thanos esque kind of way, where he's like, he, he's like, they brought the war to us eons ago. They've been polluting our oceans, they've been killing our whales. Fuck them. It's time we brought the war to them. Right. So. Yeah. It, in that aspect, the story is not just met. It's actually kind of compelling if you if you kind of get through all the visual, like, in-your-face kind of shit, and you hear what the message is, and you kind of focus on it, there is a deeper storyline to it. A lot of it is very predictable, and a lot of it is very generic. I don't want to be king. Okay, I've got to be king to stop my younger brother. It's kind of Shakespearean in a way. Right. Um, and it's not what I was worried it was going to be was it was going to be too funny because I thought it was going to be sort of a Thor Ragnarok with Aquaman. Okay. But it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not like that. There are some, there, there is a laugh out loud moment that I really had where, uh, Aquaman is at a bar with his dad, they're drinking. And then this group of dudes come up like, Hey man, are you that, fish dude that everyone talks about and you can kind of get this impression there's going to be a huge brawl and you can see like like Aquaman's dad just kind of like go ahead like do your do pick, pick their ass and Aquaman stands up and breathes heavy he's like yeah what about it and the guy says well can we take a photo with you and like pulls out a photo <laughs> like it pulls out a <laughs> phone like can we take a photo with you and you can see like uh, okay like and like just kind of like they put his hand on his shoulder he's like don't touch me he's like all right sorry about that and they you know, like they have this weird pose and it shows a series of poses of them getting more and more friendly and getting more and more drunk and having a good time i was like okay that's a really fucking funny part and that's like that was un- that was unexpected it was really funny i, I, I was that was that was good. And that's kind of a throw towards Ragnarok a little bit because there's that scene when they go to find um, uh, Odin and the two girls come up to Thor and they're like, can we take a picture? And they do a selfie and whatever. But it's not the same thing exactly, but it's certainly similar. It, it was like if they were like, hey, are you that god of thunder? He's like, yes, what about it? Yeah. About shit. It's like, no, dude, we just want an autograph. By the way, one of Deb's favorite parts of that entire movie, not to change completely, because I have two other things I want to talk about before we get done, but her favorite, one of her favorite parts of that entire movie is towards the end of the interaction with um, between Thor and Doctor Strange. 
mm-hmm. and he's about to leave, and he goes, "Don't forget your umbrella." And he puts his hand. Mm-hmm. The umbrella is actually the hammer. So he puts his no hand more. out, and he's waiting. And you hear a bunch of shit breaking as the hammer's <laughs> flying through the sanctum sanctorum to get to him. And you hear shit breaking and falling over and everything. And Thor's just kind of nodding his head, waiting around. And he's like, "Sorry, sorry, sorry." You know, Deb just loves that part, and it's a funny part. I agree, but she she cracks up when that part comes on. It is a good part. I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I've we've I've definitely talked about my opinion of Thor Ragnarok a lot, and yeah. the only reason we're talking about it now is because I use it as a basis of comparing it to Aquaman. Sure. Just like I was hoping it was not going to be as forced comedy, like because that's a thing that that movies sort of fall under, like they try to make it as funny as possible to sort of distract you from the plot. So if you're thinking, I'm laughing, I must be having a good time, therefore this must be a good movie, no. There are right. a lot of great, funny fucking movies that are... Terrible. If you just If you <laughs> take out all the jokes, terrible. it's a very one-dimensional fucking plot. Like, honestly, if you take all the jokes out of Thor Ragnarok, it's not a very good movie. Yeah, you're probably right. I will, I will say this, though. I am quickly, quickly coming of the opinion that Doctor Strange might be the best character in the, M- the MCU because there's not a moment he's on camera in any time that I've seen him where I don't find it, it incredibly intriguing. Is that because it's Cumberbatch? I don't think so. I... I I maybe, but I'm not a. I was not like a huge Cumberbatch fan going into it. Like I hadn't seen Sherlock till after Doctor Strange, so it's not like you know. I don't know, man. I think you are. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you because I definitely like Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I I would not have picked Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, and I said that before. You did, but I did. But I. Is he one of the better characters? Sure. Is he the best of the MCU? I don't think so. He's getting there. I, and and the, despite the fact that we're probably going to lose some heavy hitters at the end of Endgame, and I don't think he's uh, going to be one of them, I think he's going to be the person who takes over that mantle for, like, a Tony in terms of, like, uh, that, that smart-ass on-camera. You know what I mean? Because well, I, I think Tony's I think dead. I think we're losing all I, the original Avengers by the end of this movie. So, Tony for sure, because Downey's contract is done with this next one. And fifty-five plus million dollars per movies for as much money as the House of Mouse has—that's probably too much for them to keep paying. Well, that's why they—that's why they're not doing giant epic parts of the Caribbean anymore, because they actually are saving ninety million dollars. To not yeah. bring him back as Jack Sparrow, but he's also an insurance risk that I don't think that um, he RDJ is now. Is he wasn't. He wasn't a couple years ago, but he is now. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, and I, I don't think yeah. RDJ is that same insurance risk. Is kind of my point. You know, he right. was at I, the beginning when they did Iron Man one, but he's not now. You know, I think Favreau had to like. Oh, he fought like tooth and nail. Yeah. I think he also had to like take a cut, or he had to pay part of his salary to RDJ I've to ensure that. that RDJ got fi- like got hired. Yeah, I heard that. I don't if, know how true it is, but I've heard that. If you're talking about the new mantle, because 
look, new roster of Marvel characters. You have Captain Marvel is going to Captain Marvel is what I've been I've been hearing and reading numerous times. She's going to be probably the new leader of the Avengers. That would make sense. Which, if they're saying that, then Captain the movie Captain Marvel is probably going to be fucking nuts. Oh, I like, think it's already nuts. Make her as, but I think, but I think they're trying to really. They're going to probably showcase that we should give a shit as much as possible. I still think in some way they're going to kind of shove her in, like if, because we haven't grown with her. Well, no, and, and here's the thing: like, if I didn't think that movie was going to be integral to understanding what happens in Endgame, I wouldn't be going to see it. But I guarantee you, I will go see Captain Marvel in the theater only. For the simple fact that I feel like if you don't see it, Endgame is not going to make as much sense. You're telling me you wouldn't see Captain Marvel if you didn't think it was integral to Endgame. You're, you're telling me you would skip a Marvel movie? I wouldn't. I wouldn't see it in a theater. I'd buy it. But oh, you I wouldn't, wouldn't go be to... in theater. Okay, Correct. all right. Well, that's. I still call you on bullshit. I think you and Steph would see it in theaters. No, because I I wasn't gonna go see Black Panther in theaters. Until I was told you had to see that to understand Infinity War, which turned out not to be the case. But someone told me that, whose opinion I value and still value. They just saw it differently than I did. But when they said yeah, that, I, I, but I wasn't going to go see Black Panther in a theater. But I was definitely going to get it and watch it. You know, just like I did with Doctor right. Strange. I didn't see Doctor Strange in a theater. I had no desire to see Doctor Strange in a theater. You know, are there movies that you, no matter what, will have to see in theaters? Like, it, yes. like the new Star Wars, the new Star Wars, Endgame, um, Captain Marvel, because okay. I feel how integral it is. Um, off the top of my head, of new stuff that's coming, yeah, those are ones that would jump out at me. Generally, Mission Impossible, although it didn't happen with Fallout, but generally, that's a, a rule of mine. Did you see Fallout yet? Yeah, I bought it. Until we talked about it. We did. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember. If, I, I can't remember. If we did. Um, so like a new roster, Captain Marvel is probably going to be the headliner. I think Doctor Strange will probably take over the Thor role because I got to okay. imagine Thor would probably be not die, but gone. But I think he, but gone. I think yeah. he's taking a break. Maybe finally fucking rekindle a romance with fucking Jane Foster. The other possibility is maybe Valkyrie takes over the Thor role. Yeah, that would make sense. I could see that. Uh, I think is Hulk is staying. Thor is a female in the comic books, so it's Jane, certainly possible. Jane Foster is Thor. Oh, is it Jane Foster? I didn't know that. I just knew it was yeah. a female. I I would Which agree I with you. Which I pretty fucking lazy writing, if I'm being honest. That's probably true. I would agree with you. Valkyrie would be a better fit. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and also because Natalie Portman doesn't want to do it anymore. Natalie Portman well, does not give a fuck about Marvel. There's that, too. <laughs> By the so, way, there's I another mean, list that we're not going to watch tonight, but there's another one where they talk about why Ed Norton left the MCU. But it's so all over the place that I don't believe half of it. So, Yeah, I I, I don't even believe half of what he said. Like at well, the roast yeah, of and, Right, and that's part of what they cite. So I yeah, agree. So I don't, um, I'm trying to think. I think Ant-Man would probably be the new... I mean, because he's sort of part of the original lineup, I would say he's he's still current with the new one. I think Ant-Man hangs around. I think Sam 
the Falcon hangs around, but yeah, he either I ends think Falcon up. Falcon would probably, yeah. He either takes over the cap role, or he stays as Falcon and Bucky ends up as a cap. Because I think that's certainly a possibility. Because the Winter Soldier does become Captain America in the books, so well, it's so does cert- Falcon. Right. No, I know that, but I'm saying I think they would go towards Bucky before they would go towards Sam in the movies. Um, I don't really envision uh, Bucky being as Captain America-esque, as patriotic. I love... Not not, not the character Bucky or Winter Soldier in general. I'm talking about this interpretation. Right. No, I get you. Um, I did love seeing in the Endgame trailer, and spoilers, people, but this thing's been out for a while now. You And you had called this. You called this. So I'm giving you the credit where it's due, but you see Ronan. Mm-hmm. And that, well, they don't call him Ronan. Well, we don't know that yet, do we? But he, no, but they, he's, Hawkeye is wearing a fucking ninja-esque outfit. Yeah, and his head he's shaved on the side and stuff. Yeah. Which, honestly, can I throw you a theory that I had about why that happens? At least in the movies. Like, I'm not sure why it happens in the book, but I, a theory of why it's going to happen in the movie, why he goes through such a drastic change. Yeah. His wife and the three kids get snapped. All, th- all four of them oh. are just gone. Oh, that's, that's, here's, I, let me, if I can fucking Bernard in you. Please. I think I've got, like, I, I have, the, I agree with that idea for sure. But I'm going to expand on it. Sure. What I think happened is, because actually Steph sort of predicted this, or Steph, this is Steph's theory, that is, he didn't, they didn't just get snapped. What if, he was driving like in a car or like the wife was driving a car and then the snap happens and only two of them get snapped. So his wife and like his daughter, I don't remember how many he had a, he had a son and a daughter in Ultron, but they had a third one on the way that I think was born at the end. Right. So what if two of the kids get snapped? and the wife, then the other one dies of the car accident collision. Or any variation of that, but I get where you're going. And this is my contribution, is the impact makes him go partially deaf. Right, which you said he's deaf in the book, so that could... But that's if he's in the car. Like, my theory is he's not in the car. See, my theory is there... Look, I'm not discrediting yours. I'm just giving you my version of what I would think. They're on the farmhouse or whatever. Just he's enjoying retired life or whatever, or solitary, or not solitary, but um, house arrest. Solitary. No, but ho- house arrest. Because remember, both him and and Ant Man agree to house arrest deals to get out of the yeah. raft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's there, and he can't leave, and suddenly his whole family just dissolves in front of him. And he just goes insane, basically. You know? I forgot about that. So he is under house arrest, so he just said, fuck the government, and he just became a ninja. Right. Okay. Now, well, if, the timeline, if the timeline lays out the way it did with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and to what you were saying about Endgame being potentially five years after the snap, if that has that been confirmed? I don't think that's been confirmed no. yet, right? Okay. I don't think it's been confirmed. Right. So... That aside, you know, even if it fits the Ant-Man and the Wasp timeline, 
which is confirmed because mm-hmm. it's out there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the two years have already passed. The how, unless he got a longer term than Scott Lang did. Because Scott Lang had the two-year term that did end by the end of that movie. So... Yeah, I don't think Hawkeye did any different crimes that he had a longer sentence than Ant Man. I, I don't either, but I'm just saying, just to for the right. sake of him might still being on house arrest, that would be the only way that that would be the case. Right, right, right. I I think there might be a time jump, but I think it's later in. I think it'll be later in the film of, of Endgame because there's you mean the no way Tony you're talking is, about. Yeah, I think they're okay. going to do some time travel bullshit because there's no way Tony Stark is in space for five fucking years, you know, slowly starving of food and water for five years. I think, I think it's about like a week. Uh, I would give you a month, but let's not split hairs. Yeah. So <laughs> Steph just showed me this really fucking funny meme. This has got to be from, uh, Agent Carter. So there's, there's a thing of Agent Carter where it shows. Howard Stark. No, it's Captain. It's Captain America: The First Avenger, where it shows uh, young Howard Stark giving the uh, the shield, the vibranium shield, before it's been painted to Cap. And he's, right. the quote is, "Hydra's not going to attack you with a pocket knife." And then it shows underneath it uh, Captain America fighting Bucky in the Winter Soldier uh, movie, and he says, "Damn it, Howard!" As like. I wonder soldiers attacking you with a fucking pocket knife. <laughs> uh, there's a there's another thing I saw online that we're not going to watch either where they talk about um, the connection between Howard Stark and the whole universe. It was kind of interesting. You know what? I, I just remember there's a fucking theory that Maddie just dropped on Facebook. Oh, Maddie Granger? Yeah. What'd he say? He said, because you know of the character Adam Warlock. Yeah, we. I, I mean, I don't know much about him, but I know he exists, and I know he's, like, super human and, and, like, created and shit, right? Like, he's not, like, a person. Right, and they... they he's all of Vision. He's similar in that regard that he's created, like Vision was. I'm trying to find his post so I can read it, and I don't think he's going to be... I don't think he's going to be upset that I can quote this because it's a really interesting theory that I want to well, go with here. I can pull it up for the screen where you can see it. Um, well, I'm already, bring, I'm already bringing it up. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this is his theory that we're giving credit to our, our, our good friend, Maddie Granger. This is his Avengers Endgame theory quote last night, Mikey, meaning his brother, Mikey Granger. And I got talking about how the infinity gauntlet comic, could have an impact on the final Avengers picture. Since it's way too late in the series to introduce someone as huge as Adam Warlock to the story, it stands to reason that Vision is the only logical character to take on that role. I've heard it that. It makes sense. Yes. It makes sense that having been a part of the Mind Stone for so long that he would now be able to see what Thanos is planning at all times. Also, Vision is equally as cold as Warlock in that he would sacrifice as many Avengers as it takes to vanquish him. By coming back from the, quote, dead, his current allegiance could easily be questioned by the surviving Avengers, much like Warlock's was in the comic. To that end, it's also possible that the threat of Nebula possessing the gauntlet, the possibility of Hela being death, 
Ella from Ragnarok, right. and Gamora seeing into his true soul that Thanos could join the Avengers for a time to help play out his ultimate defeat at the hands of Vision. The Avengers series could therefore end with Vision, referred to as the best of Tony, Bruce, Jarvis, etc., possessing the Infinity Gauntlet, and thereby the ultimate Avenger becomes an omnipotent god. And go. That's what Maddie Granger says. I mean... I just had a mini anxiety attack. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> right? Like, can you imagine if that is how they're going? Like, like, think of it this way. Jarvis is Tony's more or less closest confidant. Yeah. And then ends up being one of the most god-like villains. Can I be sappy for a split second? Yeah. I, I want a happy ending. Like, yes, I know you we're getting death. happy ending? Like, no, I'm serious. I, I know we're getting death. I know that's going to happen. I know that's inevitable. But at the end of that movie, I want everything to be resolved, and I want the world to be kind of spinning in a positive direction. I think there's going to be a huge shakeup, but we'll be satisfied. I think we'll cry, but I think it's going to be a melancholy. Like, like Tony's, like maybe Tony dies, but he like maybe has like impregnated fucking uh, Epper. So right. Like, there's a there's another Stark along the way coming well, here, along or something. Well, here's look. I'm gonna make an a, an analogy, and it's especially considering who owns all these properties at this point, it's going to sound like I'm trying to force something, but I'm really not. Infinity War was essentially the Jedi, or not the Jedi, the Empire Strikes Back of of these movies. I want Endgame to be Jedi, where at the end you've got everyone (laughs) celebrating with fucking, you know... Little teddy bears dancing around him. Like, I want, you know. <laughs> you want the ghosts of of of, uh, of um, Quicksilver sort of just hanging in the background and waving. At, and- uh- I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. But if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that's no longer a sedative for your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is on a mission to make the most of the loaf, to rid the world of GMOs, high fructose corn syrup, and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. Killer taste, killer texture, and always organic. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. Loki. And Loki. Yeah. Okay. I I, I can get into it. No, but I no, no. We're making a joke around some fun, but no, but in all seriousness, like I want that happy, uplifting ending to that movie. Like we can go through the feels to get there. I'm fine with that. But at the end of the day, I want that uplifting end of it. 
So that in 30 years, J.J. Abrams can add a sequel and, like, expand on it? Yes, that's exactly it. No, Have, but- like, Tony Stark's grandson be, like, all, you know, wimpy and pissed off and kind of neo-Nazi-ish and <laughs> call himself the war machine in a really fucked up new age, like, See, metal way? See, that's wrong. It would be Cap's kid. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, okay. <laughs> no, but seriously, like that's I I want I want like a an, I want the end to to like you said to feel satisfying, but I also want the feels to be gone by the time it's over. By the time we hit that end, I want the feels. The only way I want the feels, I'll I'll throw you a curveball. The only way I want the feels at the end of that movie is when the credits are done, no post credit scene, and it says in loving memory, Stanley, you're you know, birth and death year with his picture. That's the only way I want the sad feels by the end of that movie. Other than that, you know, what, you know, it'd be a really fucking happy member, like happy, uh, moment and scene for me would be is fucking Captain America. Finally losing his virginity. <laughs> okay. Like, let give, give him like, let him fucking have sex with, um, Asian 13, whatever the, um, uh, whatever her name is. Yeah. What, whatever the fuck, uh, Peggy's uh Peggy, niece Peggy, no, um, Sharon Carter. Yeah, it's Peggy's niece, though. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's it. We we've done enough on the Marvel, but I because there's two other quick things we need to get to, and then we need to call it a night. But um, so they confirmed on Friday, coming to America two is happening. Pay hey, your rent, that? motherfucker, or your rent is due, motherfucker. Your rent is due, motherfucker. Um, yeah, Eddie Murphy confirmed it is happening. Um, they're trying to get everybody back, including James Earl Jones, Arsenio Hall, the whole bit. And apparently this story is going to center around, uh, Akeem having an illegitimate son somewhere. I heard they tried making, there was a possible, see, I don't know if this is the same movie, but they were trying to make, called, um... Coming to Africa, where it okay. was the reversal, where it was like it may be the same thing, where it's Akeem's like Akeem has like an illegitimate son or something, or he has a son who wants to travel to Africa. Basically, it's Black Panther. Is really what well, it yeah, is. that's what it's I was. Like you, American- you beat me to it because that's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. This movie here's here's first off, I love coming to America. I think the first one's a great movie. It makes me laugh every time I watch it. And I've mm-hmm. seen it more times than I can count because it's just, to me, a great movie. But one of the things that okay. makes that movie so good is John Landis, who directed the yeah, thing. Of course. Yeah. It's not John or his son doing this one. It's a guy named Craig uh... Brewer. Well, I've never heard okay. of, so I had to look him up. But apparently, he did a couple episodes of Empire. He did Boomerang, the TV movie. He you did Black Snake Moan, which I really liked. Okay, but is that a comedy movie? It's got some funny. Right, but Coming to America is a fucking comedy. It is. It's about as much of a comedy as like Pulp Fiction is. We put it that way. No, no, no. It's much more of a comedy than Pulp Fiction. What is? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about coming to America. You're talking about this no, other no, no. movie? Oh, okay. Yeah, Black Snake Moan is as much of a comedy as Pulp Fiction, where it's like it's dark, but it's really funny. 
okay, but that's not what I want in Coming to America or a sequel to Coming to America. Well, I don't know if this guy's just live. I mean, he he did. Oh, he did Boomerang the TV movie. Okay, I thought it was yeah. the other Boomerang. No, movie and he did Footloose. The I remake. see. I mean, dude, I don't know. I yeah, I think this is going to be super dark, and that worries me. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I so. I, I look. I'll wait for a trailer. I don't like the title. Let me put it that way. It's coming to America with a two in the middle. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like that. Okay, that I don't have a problem with. I think you should have been coming to Africa, or you know something. I coming. I don't like. I don't like it when they shove a number in the middle of a fucking word title like they did with Fan <laughs> Forecasting. Well, here's. I don't the thing. like that. I. I think that based on Black Panther, they're probably having to make some changes. So if the original concept was what you were saying, I think they probably feel like they had to make some changes to it. So I think the biggest change is they shouldn't make it. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I, I listen, I agree with you there. They shouldn't make it either. But if they're going to make it, then that's probably why. Um, this and then is going to be the Zoolander 2 of, of the 2019s. Well, considering I can't stand Ben Stiller, I never saw the first one. But anyway, um, I also, look, we're a movie show to a degree, so mm-hmm. we can't not acknowledge the fact that the Golden Globes happened a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think the week we were recording our uh, um, Clerks episode was the night it yeah. aired. So, last week. Last week. So I feel like we don't need to go over through all the categories because some of them I could give a flying fuck about, to be honest with you. But I think mm-hmm. some of the highlights we should talk about. So, um, best picture goes to Bohemian Rhapsody. Which with, I I didn't see it. I wanted to see it. I heard it was not as accurate or as faithful as it should be. But no. it beating Black Panther. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing. Okay, so I have a guy that I know who knows movies. Probably better than you do, Rico, and and you know I respect your knowledge base. And this dude, this dude probably puts you to shame. Um, That's pretty fucking. It, it, it's hard those to are, do. Those are no, fighting it, words, buddy. It's not meant to be fighting words, but the guy, the guy knows his shit, and and he follows a lot of this stuff more than you do, because you could give a fuck mm. about this awards crap, and he follows that stuff too. And For the most part. yeah. So he, and he's right about this because I've kept track enough, where if you win the Golden Globe, you're not getting the Oscar. It's almost a guarantee. It, really? It, he's been right more times than he's not. It's not oh, you locked know, in every time, but he's right more times than he's not. You're right, because Stallone... Won the Globe for Creed, but didn't get it for the didn't get the Oscar. Okay, you're right. This guy's right. right, and yeah, and it happens. It's not just alone. It happens a lot. So yeah. there's been a lot of buzz about Bohemian Rhapsody and Rami Malek getting Oscar nods, and they're going to get the nod. They're going to get the nomination. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. But because mm-hmm. they won the Golden Globe. That automatically puts something else in the slot to get the best movie, and the number one contender is *The Star Is Born*, because they got snubbed like crazy at the Golden Globes because they had like nine nominations, more than anybody else, and they didn't. Yeah. I think they won one, if not zero. 
So the thought Did you see the Star Wars? I have not. No. Okay. Um, did you? I did not. I was curious because like I was reading a lot of people talk about like how it is actually like it wasn't just like a campaign where like people were like trashing movies, like saying that a star is born is so fucking amazing that fuck all these other movies. They're all say- like I was hearing people were saying this is actually like legit amazing. No, I've heard that. And the thing that I the, the one caveat I keep hearing to that as well is that for a director's first movie, because it's Bradley mm-hmm. Cooper's first direct directing yeah, job, this is you know. So, um, going back to the Golden Globes themselves, Bohemian Rhapsody wins the movie of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Best motion picture musical comedy actually went to Green Book, which is a movie I'm very interested in seeing. Actually, I do want to see I'm that movie. Curious. What's that? I'm curious. I I saw some trailers for it when I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody, and it really does seem intriguing to me. And you know how much I love music. So the story behind it is really what I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, but this is something that I can't... Vice. Vice is another one I want to see. I actually want to see mm-hmm. Crazy Rich Asians, which was another nominee in this category. We, I heard we that have was good. that at work. I heard it was good. Everyone I've heard talk about it said it was good. I heard it's cute. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's cute. And then I want to see the Mary Poppins Returns because I'm a big fan of the first one. But I'm not you know having what? high expectations for it. You know what? I'm I'm gonna wait like a, a little bit before I say that because at work we have been promoting the fact that we have Mary Poppins. So the owner has been putting on the big screen TV, Mary Poppins on a loop, okay. and Saving Mr. Banks, the movie about the making of Mary Poppins with but Emma. That's Thompson a really good movie too. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, but I've seen it 30 times in the past two fucking weeks. (laughs) Sure. So I could give less of a fuck about Mary Poppins Returns right now. Like, I'll see it, and I want to see it. I really did want to see it. And then my boss just fucking oversaturated with chimichimeries and fucking spoonfuls (laughs) of fuck. Like, I cannot. (laughs) I can give so much less of a shit right now. Oh, so if funny. it wins, fucking good for you. If it fucking doesn't, fucking I don't it's, care. It's not going to win. In, in that category, it's going not, uh, going no. into the... See, they don't do this musical or comedy um, category at the Oscars. So I think yeah. Vice and Green Book will be part of the potential 10 best picture nominees because you can have up to 10 now. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think that'll be part of that. Um, best performance by an actress went to Glenn Close. Um, with Nicole Kidman, Rosamund Pike, Lady Gaga, and Melissa McCarthy as your also other nominees. I think that's going to Gaga. Just again, going think, on my theory. I think, I think, you think in the, Gaga's going to win? The Oscar? Yes, I do. I think she'll get the Oscar mm. out of it. Yeah. Um, I would probably pit my vote on Melissa McCarthy if I'm being honest. Okay. She looks. She it looks like she's doing a good job in that. Uh, Can you forgive me? Movie. Okay. She plays the writer. Right, right, right. So then we get and down to the right. best actor, and you got Rami Malek who won for Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. as Freddie Mercury, and I got to tell you, man, he did an amazing job. So despite what you might think of the way the, I know you haven't seen it yet, but despite what you might think of the way the movie went, his portrayal of Freddie Mercury was really good. 
No, he'll win. He'll win. What's that? I think he'll win. Well, for the Oscar? No, no. I, I'm. I was. I misunderstood what you're saying. I. I know. I'm glad he won for. Um. I, he, I mean, he's going to be nominated. Oh, definitely going to be nominated. But here, see, here's the interesting thing. So here's my theory. Because we're and the reason we're talking about some of this is because, and we've mentioned this on a previous episode. We're going to live. We're going to live do the Oscars, right? We said we were going to do that, and I don't want to do that. One of the things I'm going to do leading up to it is I'm going to email you a ballot, and we're going to fill out our ballots for what we think is going to happen um, (laughs) pre-announcement. Because that'll be – no, because it'll be fun to see how right we are. Um, Well, we we do that at the video room. We have a contest. so I could just take the same sheet. Okay, then you do that, yeah. yeah, Um, If we we do it this year. So – Bradley Cooper will probably also get the nod for the Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. He's also going to get the nod for Best Director. Uh-huh. And I think they're only going to give him one of them. Um, I don't think they're going to give him both. One What's that? It, well, they might. They might give him the Best Director because... Well, that's fine. But then if they do that, they're not going to give him the Best Actor. That's my point. No, they're not going to. But they they do love to give debut first Oscars, like they gave it to Jordan Peele for Get Out, for Best Original Screenplay. For screenplay, not for director. See, director's a different category. You're right. I'm not... You're right in general, Rico. I'm not arguing against you. See, here's my thought. I think he won't... One or two things will happen. He won't get director, but he'll get Best Movie or vice versa. They're not... Because that's the other thing... They're going to pull an Well, it because that's a common thing with the Oscars too. It's very rare that the director and the and the movie get the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what usually whoever doesn't get director gets the movie and vice versa. Generally, it's not a hard set rule, but it tends to happen that way. You know, if I'm if if you know if I'm really putting my money uh, and my chips on someone, yeah, I think it might be Willem Dafoe because Willem Dafoe has been doing consistently. He's always working, and he I, he doesn't get that many nominations. So if he's nominated, he might win, if I'm being honest. I mean, it's possible. I think... See, but then you got Christian Bale from Vice. I think he's going to have a shot at it, too. Because, again, they've got these... In the Golden Globes, they've got them separated between musical and comedy and regular straight acting. They're not going to do that with the Oscars. So they're all going to be in the same right. talent pool. So Right. It's, it's a tough... It's a tough... The Oscar is going to be tough, but I want to give some more love to winners. So Christian Bale did win the Golden Globe, and the fact that he won the Golden Globe means he probably won't get the Oscar. It's the same kind of concept. Do you, you, know, like do, was, you catch who he he thanked in his acceptance speech? Did anything W? No, he thanked Satan oh, for giving him the inspiration yes. to play Dick Cheney. I did hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's funny. funny. It's true, too. Anyway, uh, Regina King, winner for Best Female in a Supporting Role. You know, she's great. I haven't seen her in anything recently, but I've I've always liked her in movies. I I agree. But she was up against some tough competition. You got Amy Adams, um, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz. The only person I've never heard of is is Claire Foy. I'm not familiar with her, but... Mm -hmm. Claire Foy um, is the new... Girl with the jagged tattoo. Remember they made another one yes. recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the girl in the spider web or something like that. Yeah, what yeah. I, I want to see it. I didn't end up seeing it. I've heard it's not as good as it. As the other uh, one, yeah, it didn't whatever. look as good. To be fair, so 
Um, actor in a supporting role went to um, I can't say his name. I know I, who he I, is. I got it. I, I got it. Thank you, Mahershala. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Yeah. Um, and I like him. I've seen him in a few things prior. He's actually, uh, do you know the show True Detective that was on HBO? Yeah, I saw the first season. I, saw, I loved the first season. First I season's saw, amazing. But, yeah. I saw the beginning of the second season and got really bored. And yep. I know he's going to be in the third season. I really yeah. want to see it, that one. It, air, it debuts um, tonight, actually. Um, did you did you see Moonlight? I did not. No. Dude. You should see Moonlight just solely for him. He is amazing in Moonlight. I've I've heard that, yeah. And didn't he? I, mean, I think he won, he, got the, he won his Oscar for Moonlight. He did win one. So you know what? The fact that he's got one, he's not, and now he's got the Golden Globe. He's not going to get that Oscar. I don't know who else. That doesn't always that, that doesn't always happen. Tom Hanks no. won it consecutively. Yeah, but that's Tom Hanks, and I hate to say it, but name recognition is a thing, and that's not so shot at this guy. But Tom Hanks is Tom but, Hanks. But Tom Hanks was still not the Tom Hanks that we had back in 93 and 94. Agreed. Agreed. So Philadelphia, he earned his Oscar. And then for Forrest Gump, he like, well, it's Tom Hanks. Well, and it's and just he still, like, still it's, did a good job, but it was not the same caliber of Philadelphia. Well, and it's like Leonardo DiCaprio. He didn't really deserve it for the Revenant, but it was more of a like body of work award at that point. So, yeah. Um, okay. Can I, can I just say... I don't think I've seen a single scroll down a little bit so I can pronounce his yeah. name properly. Uh, Timothee Chalamet, I because I know it's it's not Timothy, it's it, it's pronounced Timothee. Okay, or something because the French pronunciation is Timothee. Sure. I I've never seen him in a fucking movie, and I've, I am a I, I've never seen so many fucking people, especially girls. <laughs> go nuts for I'm like who's the new fucking it guy and they're like oh Timothy I'm like who the fuck is Timothy what the fuck is Timothy well I gotta be honest with you in this supporting role thing right so if they're sticking with this these cat this this list for the Oscars I'm hoping Sam Rockwell will get another one because I think he already has I, one doesn't he he won an Oscar for uh three billboards right that came out. and that was last and year he, so maybe not you know what? He actually he earned it. I don't know if him being W is gonna fucking do shit for him. Because I've heard he's very good. I've heard as that w, too. But yeah. I don't. You know, it might be Adam Driver. It might be Ian. Honestly, it might be Richard E. Grant because Richard E. Grant is another actor that has been consistently really good and has not gotten shit. I don't think. Right. But I don't know. Well, I don't know. He, I don't even know who the uh, we don't know who the nominees are. So we gotta like. No, we don't know that better. yet. But. Um, you can speculate based on some of these. Do you know what I mean? Like some Holy of these are going to... Wait, 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 wait. Peter Farrelly? What about him? Of the Farrelly Brothers? Uh, is is he from the Farrelly Brothers? I'm not familiar with him. I know you, who they uh, are, but have... I don't know them individually. We'll put it that way. Uh, there is a Peter Farrelly, uh, but I you I want to double check. It. Give me a Farrelly Brothers <laughs> movie real quick, because I know they've done a bunch. I just can't think of one offhand. Dumb and Dumber. Okay. 
Yeah, Dumb and Dumber, uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. No, that's yeah, fine. I, I just needed one to, to look up directors. Peter, for, yeah, that's him. But click on it. I want to make sure it's... Because the yeah, fuck, that's him. All we know. Same fucking picture. Wow, dude. Holy shit. So he is up for... He knows. That's he, so crazy. He was up for um, Best Director. He did oh, not bro. win it. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. I yeah. Cuaron. I think it's pronounced Cuaron. Cuaron? Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I've I, I, I haven't seen Roma either. Everyone's been talking about this new fucking thing, Roma, on Netflix, I, but I haven't seen it. I've never even heard of it, so that's new to me. Um, I still think Bradley Cooper is going to get it. I do. I think they're going to give him the director and, and someone else, excuse me, will get the best actor. That's how I think it's going to go down. That's my personal opinion. Um, how, how, hold, just for one second, imagine what's Peter Farrelly. You imagine if how the fucking world would react. Like, wait, the the director of Dumb and Dumber ended up winning a fucking Oscar. Well, I mean, Green Book. If the Green Book's as good as it looks, I think it's possible. Um, I had no fucking clue that that was it. And he actually time. won the Golden Globe for Green Book for screenplay. Dude, I gotta hold on. Look at the, look at this. And I'm not like criticizing the way this guy looks. No, no, go back to yeah, best screenplay. You see, like the Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. Yeah, I, I, I've never, I don't know these people. I don't know, I, I know nothing about them. Tony McNamara kind of looks like Elder Swinton with a white beard. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I see that. In this photo, it looks like a, I mean, I legit thought it was Elder Swinton and Drag. <laughs> I was um, like, holy shit! Best animated um, went to Spider Verse. Yeah, I I would have called. I would have actually had. I think I would have had it be either Ralph breaks the internet or Spider Verse because that was also incredibly good. I will tell you right now, it's it's rare for them. Like I said, for movies to win both the Glow and Globe and the Oscar, I think Spider Verse could be one of the few that does it. But if not, it's going to be Incredibles too. Um, I don't know, man. I love dogs. Is a lot of people are loving that movie. I yeah. But I, don't, I don't give a fuck. It's the Pixar name recognition that'll get at the movie or get at the Oscar. I've heard, Oscar. I've heard it's not as good. Honestly, I've heard it's not as good as the first one. It's not, but it's not. But you know what you get from it is the feels. Like you get the same feel and vibe from the first one, so it, it it's a nice continuation. So it's because it's not it's not a drop off. You know how some movies you get the first one and then you have such a gap because it's what like ten or fifteen years between the two of them. I think in real lifetime. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get like a huge drop off the table, and that's not what happens here. It's not as good, but it's it's a it's a slow decline. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's not like first one's amazing, second one's shit. It's not, but it's just slightly less. One, um, I had a customer who had a really interesting complain about it, which was that the animation for Pixar has improved drastically since the first one. Yeah. That it that it that's the it's super jarring if you watch the first one and then the second one together, where it's like really good animation and then holy fuck, they wait they they definitely upgrade their fucking C you know uh, their their PCs. <laughs> like, I didn't see it that way, but I, that was a big complaint that I heard recurring from from uh, customers. All right, I don't care about foreign language films, so we're gonna skip that. Wow. Uh, well, I I mean, how we can okay? So Roma won. No, no, I'm movie. just giving you shit because the way you phrased it was like, ooh. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that, but I 
I never, because half the, and this same thing with the Oscars, these foreign language, like short and foreign language, long term, long format or whatever, you never see them. Like, I never see them anyway. So some people do, I'm uh, sure, but, I, you know. I see very rare of them. I'm always like, let Italy win. Well, Italy's not nominated. Well, fuck it. Let it win anyways. <laughs> Well, in, in this list, Italy wasn't nominated, so there you go. Um, well, then Mexico. Mexico. Um, score, as much as I love music, score is not something that usually jumps out at me, but I do love to see I, the Black Panther got a nod, so that was good. I I do like Marco Beltrami. He does some good uh, work. Oh, actually, I met Mark Shaman the guy at the, at the end. I got his autograph. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he... He did the music for the a one man show I saw of Martin Short called Fame Becomes Me or something. Okay. And he was there and he did the music and he was also on stage doing the piano and like was part of the act. And I got his autograph and I thought I, I didn't know who he was. And then I thought like years later that he like also wrote a lot of the music for like the South Park movie. Like he's he's a good composer. He does a lot of compositions. He's sort of like a another sod high. He's sort of another Andrew Lloyd Webber. Kind of okay. Guy. So I had no idea. I got an autograph from someone. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, right. Like, I, I have no idea where the fuck it is. That's why I'm really upset now. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, that sucks. Right um, best original song. Now, this, this, this category intrigued me just for the simple fact that I don't remember there being a song in Black Panther, like a standout song, but apparently it was nominated for a song called All the Stars. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Um, <laughs> TV, the Americans won for best TV drama. You know what? That is making us a fucking killing at the video room because everyone's now like, oh my God, the Americans won. We got to go write the new season. I'm like, I mean, okay. Yeah, I've so heard good right things about like the crazy. show, but I've never seen it, but I've heard good things about it. So Same same here. I've always been told, oh my God, it's so good, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what? This best television series, musical comedy, The Kaminsky Method. Yeah. Steph and I were like, we should watch this. Fuck! I'm so pissed off Barry didn't win. Barry was so goddamn good, dude. I dude, don't even know what that is. Dude, that, this show, Barry, is so fucking amazing. It's Bill Hader as a, as a hitman who goes to Hollywood to follow, to assassinate someone. And as he's staking the guy out and following him, he follows him into a acting class run by Henry Winkler. And then he realizes that he wants to be an actor and wants to stop being a hitman. And, it, and how he like tries to drop his career and become, it's, it's really funny. It's really dark. And you're like, and Bill Hader does some of the best fucking acting I've seen in a long time. Cool. You would definitely like it. And it's it's just twelve or thirteen episodes, but it they only half hour long, so you can burn through it in a day. You have to find out where where it airs. Is it Netflix or what is it? I think it was an HBO show, so we have HBO. Um Yeah, I could get it on demand if it's on HBO. Um, I find it if you can, man. I mean I'll it's see. even worth buying if you can buy it. Well, yeah, I'm not in a position to do that right now, but I want to watch this kidding show with Jim Carrey because I heard great things about that. I just never got a chance to watch it. It looks really creepy. To me. He looks creepy. It looks like it looks like if Pee Wee Herman and Mr. Rogers were combined. It, That's it kind of sequence. what it is. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't. There's a lot of 
Jim Carrey's personal life that I know a little bit too much about that it, it might affect my opinion of the show because of my opinion of Jim Carrey. Okay, fair enough. That's um, that's my honest opinion. I do like The Good Place. I, I like that show. I haven't seen it, so it's on it's on Netflix. It's the first two seasons on Netflix. It's 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 binge worthy. It's binge worthy, and then I've you're gonna be like, that. "Fuck! I want to see what I, I want to see what happens." I made yeah. a mistake of binging the entire second season in one fucking day and been like, I have nothing to watch. Unfortunately, I had season one spoiled for me, so I know the twist at the end of the first season. But, so, And and I thought, just like you, I'm like, oh, fuck, like, what's going to happen? And then the second season does a very good job of making it st- every episode still fresh. That's, what I, that's the amazing thing about the, of the, of the show is I keep thinking, how the fuck are they going to, like, top this? And they find a fresh way of doing it. So I give I get the show credit where it's due. So, um, yeah, that I don't know. There's still a lot of categories Ooh, left. Fuck is daring, Chris. He was in that Versace limited series. Uh, I don't. I didn't watch it. I have no idea what any of these fucking things are. Yeah, I don't know a lot of these either. That's why I'm kind of sliding through. My it, voice, but... my voice dropped considerably all of a sudden. I think it's all that. Dust I had in the uh, <clears throat> probably yeah, yeah so. my voice is dropping a little bit anyway I we don't need to go through Michael Douglas got one for um, the Kaminsky method so happy I I, I, I want to see it I haven't seen it um, I'm su- I'm surprised Don Glover didn't get for Atlanta because Don Glover was getting everything all of a sudden yeah I like but, him uh, now and I really I really wanted I really wanted Bill Hader to win some shit he was really good for Barry hey at least he, he got the bring- nods. So. He created the show. I mean, that that was the other thing is that he wasn't just like an actor. He like created the show and wrote almost every single episode and directed almost every single episode. So it was like really his baby. Right. So well, that basically wraps up the Golden Globes to the point that we need to focus on it. I um, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we need filler. Nah, we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean. I'm glad, as always, I'm always happy and glad to record any type of episode with you, CJ. Of course. I was I was really looking forward to doing a Nana Jones episode today because oh. I've been wanting to do one for a long time. We're still going to do it, and it's probably next on the docket, like the next episode. It's, it's, so. it's, it's got to be next because I have already been watching the first two. Yeah, so me I'm going to finish three and four. So. Yeah. We, we, it, I want it to be fresh in my fucking mind. I've been doing it on research mode, and I... We will talk about. It. I have a whole thing to talk about. All so, right. I, you know, like, after we're done recording, I actually need your opinion on one quick thing before we go. But um, yes, I think a sex change is perfectly fair. Well, okay, so two things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show, or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at Podeskew PR. 
Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Hey, Rico. I got nothing, man. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com cloud.